Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. My name is Nigel Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Today he's going to act like a coroner because Kevin Bowen, who covers the Colts, <laughs> is going to give us a little post-mortem of this entire season. KB, uh, before we look big picture, let's start with yesterday. Ugh, that was to? the most Colts way to end a season <laughs> yesterday, basically giving up a Hail Mary and a two-point conversion to the Houston Texans. Yeah, you know, I thought um, I think something we could do is we could present how much time we've watched the Colts this season, and then you get that many hours off, like vacation. Like you can add that to your work schedule. You <laughs> know, work. Okay, so yeah. three hours times seventeen games. I mean, that's a lot of vacation days if you want to add it up there. But boy, uh, that was well said, Hammer. It was truly fitting. Um, as I was driving down to Lucas Oil Stadium yesterday, I thought to myself, okay, what will be the embarrassment today? You know, is it, that's how it's been. <laughs> For the last month and a half, I thought early on in the game, I'm like, oh, wow, they're down 10 points to a team that's, I mean, it was five minutes in the game, they're down 10 nothing to a team with the worst record in the NFL. Um, I was like, okay, that'll be the embarrassment. And sure enough, they save it to the end, fourth and 12, fourth and 20, and the two-point conversion. And you know it's bad when the team you lose to fires their head coach like six <laughs> hours after that happened. So a very, very fitting way to end a season to forget. What was the uh, so you were there yesterday? What was the what was the crowd like? I mean, was could you feel any palpable uh, excitement or tension or disappointment or whatever words you want to use to describe the season? Yeah, I would call it like a strong preseason crowd. <laughs> that, that's how I would kind of equate like eighty percent, maybe. And, and to be fair, the Houston Texans play into some of this. It's not like they bring some raucous road crowd either. Oh, right. like it was just library quiet throughout the game. <laughs> and I'll give the lower bowl credit; they executed the wave late in the game. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't seen I that for years. I know. I would say at least two times around. I mean, we're talking like Sam Ellinger's at the line of scrimmage. I'm thinking, he about ready to have to go silent count here because the wave is, you know, working so well. But, you know, whenever you go wave in fourth quarter of your last game, that's probably not a good sign for how the season I was driving into Wish TV yesterday doing the betting show. And when I drive into Wish, it's about 1045. I pass Lucas Oil Stadium. I pass Touchdown Town and Georgia Street. Kate it looked like a random Tuesday yesterday. <laughs> there was nobody out in jerseys. Like even the people that opened up the parking lots of the park, they were mailing it in. They were kind of half ass waving people in. It was a weird <laughs> feeling yesterday. Yeah, and you know, honestly, it's kind of just a foreign feeling in general for our city it and is. the fan base. Like we're not used to meaningless games late in the year. And as I've said with you guys all year long, the season has gone from the most disappointing in the Ursay ownership, which dates back, and I mean Jim Ursay, your Jim's ownership dates back to about 97, 98, to the most embarrassing. And it's been weekly embarrassment, and yesterday was the latest installment. I mean, think about this. We're, we're talking about the AFC South. The Colts went 1-4-1 and one in the vaunted AFC South. Ooh. And in all six of those games, 
they were down double digits. <laughs> oh, I, those God. are the games that are supposed to matter more. I mean, we watched Saturday night Titans-Jags. It's a pillow fight for the winner of that game to try and win the AFC South. And I think that's just what adds to the sting and what should be a lot of venom about this season. So you were uh, at the game yesterday. We talked about the mood of the crowd. You were also at the final press conference uh, earlier this afternoon at West 56th, Colts Complex. What was the uh, what was the mood like there? Well, Jeff Saturday wants a job. Um, he's very adamant about that. And, you know, I find it a bit ironic. Jeff Saturday is a guy that preaches accountability, yet takes zero accountability for how this team performed under him in these eight games. I think you wow. can acknowledge a couple of things here. You can acknowledge that Jeff Saturday was thrown into a pretty difficult situation. Um, at the same time, you can certainly point out the team got worse, a lot worse, under him. Um, again, one in seven. If you look at the point differential, it's it's extraordinarily bad. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see how Jim Mercer handles this interview process and how realistic of a candidate Jeff Saturday is. I think in Ursay's eyes, he is probably more of a realistic candidate than a lot of fans would view him to be. Hmm. But I, I keep on bringing this up for a reason. I just think the further weekly embarrassment has got to be relevant to Ursay. And it's all facets of the game, all facets of home, away, you know, prime time, one o'clock Sunday, you know, offense, defense, you know, it, it's, it's a multitude of reasons. Uh, but again, Jeff Saturday was adamant today that he wants this gig. We'll hear from Chris Ballard tomorrow. And uh, it'll be an interesting couple weeks over there on West 56th Street. Kevin Bowen of 107.5, the fan, joining us. KB, I heard you and Jake talking this morning. When you look at the quarterbacks that have made the playoffs in the AFC this year, they're 27 years of age or younger. Like Patrick Mahomes, I think, is the old man of this group. So it's young star quarterbacks that are in the playoffs. The Colts have to find a way to get one of those guys, right? Do you make a big offer to the Bears? Do you open up anything and everything, sell your assets to try to get one of those guys if the Colts feel like he's there? Yeah, you you absolutely have to. Um, It's the biggest personnel question this organization has faced in 30 years. I mean, Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, you had the number one overall pick. So, I mean, you, you control so much. You're sitting here with the number four pick. There's a little bit of guesswork involved in like, all right, is the guy going to be there at four? Do we have to trade up? Certainly there's going to be more development. The prospect's not going to be as clean of a you know, quarterback as Luck was or, or, or Manning coming out of college. Uh, but to your point, Hammer, and the point that I, I was making earlier today, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, again, he's the oldest quarterback in the AFC. They're all 27 years or younger. So don't even look at this as we looked at the AFC 10 years ago where you had great quarterbacks, but they all were north of 30. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers. It's not that. It's a golden age for younger quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, and, and I think one of the lazier excuses I often hear with the Chris Ballard era, this is now year six for Ballard. Again, he has not drafted a quarterback in the first three rounds. What I have often heard is he's not been in a position to draft a quarterback. If you look at the franchises in the AFC that have been the most consistent over the last five years, in some order, you'd put Kansas City, Buffalo, and probably Baltimore. You look at their three quarterbacks. Kansas City traded up, 20, I believe it was 25 spots to draft Patrick Mahomes in 2017. Buffalo traded up on two separate occasions, ultimately moving from 21 up to 7 to take Josh Allen. And then Baltimore 
traded up 20 spots in 2018 to draft Lamar Jackson. So believing that you're just going to sit here and the quarterback's going to fall into your lap, very wishful thinking. You've got to go identify it and find it and be willing to sacrifice a whole lot to move up and get it. Now the good news for the Colts is you sit at number four right now. So you're in a much better position than those other franchises were in at the time. But uh, it's stunned this franchise's growth and long-term potential with the quarterback path that they've taken. But it's an absolute must that they take that path here come uh, come April. Ballard survive the offseason? Would Jim say uh, you never truly know, Nigel, but I, I, I believe he will be back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd put it, you know, above 50 percent um, on that front. And then in terms of Jeff Saturday, I think it's much, much closer to a coin flip there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think as of now, Ballard will be back. I will caution, you think back to the Ryan Grigson, the previous general manager, he was fired. I think it was 13 days after the season ended. So, you know, until you hire a head coach and that head coach, you know, agrees to work with Ballard, which I know is not always how the process works, I uh, never truly say, you know, never on that front. But as of now, I think you will be. Last thing here before we let you go. How desirable of a job is the Indianapolis Colts right now? You know, just a year ago, Kevin, there were multiple pro bowlers. I think they had the most pro bowlers of anybody in the league, but they didn't make the playoffs. This year's been a train wreck. There's Ursay problems. We don't know about Ballard. How desirable of a gig is this for somebody looking to become a head coach? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I... The muddling from Jim Ursay, I think, is maybe the biggest negative or the biggest question mark that you have. And to be fair to Ursay, I don't think it's an annual thing, but he's certainly been very active in inserting himself within the organization. I find it a bit ironic when Jim Ursay demanded that Matt Ryan be benched earlier this season, the Colts ended up losing 10 of their last 11 games. So that kind of started everything, and clearly it did not work out. Um, so if you can get by that, or if Ursay can take a step back, then I think it is decently attractive. You know, obviously there are some holes in this roster at very important positions. You do have the fourth overall pick. Uh, that is really, really high, and they're in a decent cap situation, and there are some young guys that you like. So if you can point to the various openings around the NFL right now, and you can kind of pick holes in virtually all of them. Uh, from a draft pick standpoint and a cap room standpoint, they're in a pretty decent position. Um, but still, having said that, you know, this is a franchise that Jim Irsay said a few weeks back that upper quartile of upper quartile of upper quartile, <laughs> um, that is just not true. If you look at the last eight years, they have not won a division title and they've won one playoff game. Well over half of the NFL has accomplished both of those things in the last eight years. So based off my definition of quartiles, you would not be in any sort of upper ones with that. And and how does Ursay react to that? Again, as I said to you guys to lead off this, this segment, it's the most embarrassing lowest point of his ownership. And to be fair, his ownership's been filled with a lot of success. But it is easily the lowest point that it's been, particularly when you based off preseason expectations entering this year. How does he react? He's fired Frank Reich. What other dominoes will happen? He does mornings with Jake Query on 107.5 The Fan. He is Kevin Bowen. KB, thank you. Yep, always enjoyed it this season, guys. Thanks for having me. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.